Fox is the network that brings you the shows you love with high drama hits like Gotham and Sleepy Hollow. This spring, we do it again with the new hit, Eternia. Evil warriors, Eternia is ripe for the taking, but no one here has the power. The time to strike is now! But Skeletor, what about Prince Atom? The child? He's of no concern. He only cares for his dolls and that absurd kitty cat. But there's a new guest at Eternia Palace with a dark past and a lust for weaponry. Good sir, one question. Who are you and why have you come to my kingdom? That's two questions, your majesty. I'm well aware of that. I am Duncan, and I shall be your weapon master and your son's mentor and caretaker. Your any at arms. Duncan, can you show me how to dance with so costumes? My liege, I need to teach you how to defend your kingdom from evil warriors, snake men, and the horde. But I want to dazzle Cringer! This is going to take a lot of work. Lord Skeletor, Prince Adam has a new mentor and is training him in battle. We must prepare our warriors for the coming conflict. Evelyn, you must bring me the... What's that awful smell? I believe that's the new guy, Stinkor. Oh god, that, that's terrible. What is the point of you and why do you wear furry lion clothes? You're all covered in hair. I'm surrounded by idiots! Eternia, this spring on Fox. She-Ra Christmas special prequel episode. Woohoo! Um, this want... is a Jackie pick! Yeah, Jackie's picked this. This is part of the 15 Days of Bad Christmas Movies. We are sharing this, and you should follow along with the Misanthropy blog at misanthropy.com. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have data on who's reviewing what this week, but there is good lists, and we'll have it posted on our website. Uh, also, Dark Corners at youtube.com forward slash London Comedy Writers. The If We Made It podcast at ifwemadeit.blogspot.com. And the JT Movie Podcast at jtmoviepodcast.wordpress.com. So, some good stuff there. Lots of bad Xmas movies. How are you guys? Good. Good. Same. I want to say a, a special Merry Christmas to our number one fan, Mark Montana. Oh, Mark Montana, of course. Our number one fan. Jingle bells, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) We love you. (laughs) Pushing it. (laughs) So, uh, unfortunately, we, uh, we don't have any, uh, Netflix do's and don'ts because we just, we're, we're recording this out of schedule. And so we just got done recording another prelude episode. And so we haven't really watched anything. That's not true. We watched, um, shush. We will save it. For the next episode. Oh, all right. I know what we're doing. Uh, instead, we're replacing it by the Stinker Madness Christmas Holiday Gift Extravaganza Ideas, or whatever you call those when, when you've got some things that you can share. So I've made a list 
of some fun stuff to put on your Christmas wish list and give to others that are bad movie related or just movie related stuff. So, and we will have links to all of these on our website that you can buy directly from Amazon. Uh, first off, The Disaster Artist, the book by Greg Sestero regarding The Room, the making and the filming of The Room. Ooh. I have heard good things about this book, and they're making a film by yeah, it yeah. with uh, James Franco and uh, his brother. I guess so, yeah. I, we, we covered that on a previous episode. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, that's $20. Mm-hmm. Pretty good book, pretty good deal for that. These are all, I, I tried to find my deals. for the movie. <laughs> I'm sure the book's gonna be better. Hmm. Uh, the Lord of the Rings extended cuts on Blu-ray. The whole box set. Anybody wanna give me a price on that? $200. A box set? Of Blu-rays of all three of the original, the first three Lord of the Rings movies, the non-Hobbitses. Mm. Oh wait. Extended editions. No. The, I thought you were talking about the, if it was like the Hobbits and you're pre-ordering it before. Ah, a hundred dollars, fifty-five dollars. Oh, I was going to go much higher than that. I think that's a hell of a deal. The Fast and Furious Six movie collection, forty-seven dollars on Blu-ray. Huh. Also a good buy. Hmm. This one I really kind of liked. The pocket-sized HDMI connected projector. So it's about. Three inches by three inches wide, and you plug it into your phone, and you got a projector. Really? Yeah, thought that was kind of cool. That is really cool. How much is that? I would expect to pay about one hundred and fifty. Uh, it's a little bit more I than that. Guess two fifty. It's three hundred. Ah, yeah. So, so you really have to like somebody to get that. Well, one. projectors are not cheap. Projectors I mean, are not cheap. Eleven hundred. I'm sure it's not the very best thing in the world to watch a movie on, but you know, for something fun, you know, bring your YouTube, watch some YouTube movies or your Netflix off your phone, and just. Broadcast it out there. 300 bucks. Hmm. Uh, this is a good one. Sex Panther Cologne. <laughs> what? What does that have to do it with It smells like Bigfoot's dick. From Anchorman. Anchorman, Ron Burgundy. <laughs> oh my god. Sex Panther. $33.95. I'm not gonna lie, it just smells like gasoline. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's quite pungent. <laughs> Another one of my favorite. The Star Wars Tauntaun Sleeping Bag. I've seen this. Is it adult size? Genius. It's like eighty nine bucks, isn't it? You can the adult version is one hundred and fifty. The child's is ninety. Ah, yeah. So there's 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 both versions. So you just crawl into its stomach. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Brilliant. That's pretty awesome. Really, really sweet. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, another book. This is called the best films you've never seen for thirteen dollars hardbound. Uh, and it's I, I read some details about this. They took thirty five of the most popular, varied directors of the last 10 years or something. Uh, I think Tarantino, Guillermo del Toro, mm-hmm. Spielberg, uh, name names, uh, and t- told them to write about their the films that influenced them the most that nobody's ever heard of. So I was like, that's probably pretty interesting. I'd like to get my hands on that. And last but not least, I didn't even know this existed, but this is pretty sweet as well. It's called the Movie Pass card, and you get to use it once a day. Many days are in the month, so potentially 31 times. Go to the theater 31 times and see movies. It's only 30 bucks a month. Really? Yeah. You now, is that a subscription? Yeah, it is a subscription. Well, you can do it however many months you want, but it's 30 mm-hmm. bucks a month. Wow, that'd be a perfect gift for a moviegoer. Yeah, yeah, super sweet. So, And is that for regular cinemas? Yes. 
okay. That is accepted at all major uh, uh, Regal and Regal, not and, Regal, yeah, Regal and AMC are the two big ones. Yeah, yeah. So that's a that's a screening deal. That is a great deal. Considering a new movie is about what, like fifteen bucks. Three no. D's fourteen. Yeah, it's so, eleven for. Yeah, so three movies and you've paid for itself a month. For the month and yeah. If I had that, I would probably do three a week. Yeah. I mean, you want to say, oh, I'd do one every day and really get my money's worth, but that's just too much going through. Realistically, yeah. You know, you'd have the wicked popcorn shits. Ooh, yeah. Well, that's I would just cheap out. Oh, you'd you'd just sneak in your own snacks? I wouldn't even buy snacks. I would just, like, make my own fudge, and I would put it in tinfoil in my pocket so it would get all over my hands in the theater chair. (laughs) Just smear it around. That's why you don't give me the movie pass. You bastards. This fudge isn't even good. I don't know how to make it. <laughs> and I, I just looked something up. Can I add this to the list? Yeah, absolutely. Go okay, ahead. Okay, so I like books, mm-hmm. for those of you who, who don't know that. But there is a Corey Feldman book out there called Choreography, mm-hmm. and it is 1837 on Amazon. Oh, that's a good deal, too. Yeah, so it's, it's his right, biography. It's his biography, and right now it is discounted for the holiday season. Yeah. And I'm sure that there will be more things to come out. I tried looking into... Uh, New DVD releases of the Stinker collections, you know, the, the four packs and stuff. I really yeah. couldn't find anything. You just got to go to Shell Factory. And I see what they've got. They, they don't think they have anything yeah, coming out. Not right really now. anything worth a crap. Um, like there, there's a Mystery Science Theater Turkey special that has four films on it, uh, but it's sixty dollars. Wow, that's pretty steep. Yeah, and, and it's and it comes out like four days before Thanksgiving, so it's like that's not even doable. It's not Christmas related, but th- between now and then, they don't have really anything. So yeah, out of those, I want that sleeping bag, mm-hmm. uh, the choreography book, and uh, totally that movie pass thing. That would be cool. Yeah, the movie pass thing I thought was yeah. pretty sweet. Sex Panther is pretty low on my list. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but Sex Panther is not something I would even because, want to give my enemies. Yeah, even two, two, only two of three of us got the joke, and one of us made the joke. So. <laughs> I was the only one here that was able to pick up on it being from Anchorman. So if you had that, like, in your living room, what's that, Sex Panther, people would just think you were weird. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember that one of 1,000 jokes from that movie that I only watched once, because most people don't like it as much as I do. There is also, I saw, Loki-branded cologne. It's called, like, Mischief or something. It's it's Loki's scent. Huh. Yeah. Pretty weird. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) I would expect him to smell like mint. Or the mint. sweat that accumulates inside of wearing leather all day. Yeah. yeah. And munge. And helmets made of ur. That's even dorkier than Sex Panther. Mm. I know what Norse or Asgardian armor's made out of. Ah. Um, so there you go. There's your holiday gift ideas from Stinker Madness. And uh, like I say, I will put links to that on the website for each one of those items. Specifically, you were talking about that book that, uh, the best movies you haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Tarantino wrote a whole thing about Sergio Corpucci mm-hmm. and his, uh, spaghetti westerns, which is probably going to be a good read as well. I'm a big fan of the Sergio Corpucci. He did the Mercenaries, which we talked about on this show, and, uh, all of those dandy ones with, uh, Franco Nero, mm-hmm. and then, like, The Great Silence, which a lot of, Django Unchained was based on The Great Silence. And, of course, he did Django was one of those. Right. right. So, yeah. There you go. Top tip from Sam. Uh, Jackie, what do you got for your movie rant this week? Movie rant. Because this is a cartoon, and I I love cartoons, right? Yes, you do. 
And growing up, I had He-Man and She-Ra, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and um, My Little Pony. And my rant this week has to do with all three of those. And honestly, it fucking pisses me off that they reinvented every single one of those. So My Little Ponies now look like anorexic, uh, really tall, with little tiny wings, right? So they redrew them okay. and made them completely different. Which just fucking pissed me off. They're like all like Japanimation ponies now. They're not My Little Ponies anymore where they're all squatty and cute with a little rainbow on their fat little butts. No, they are skinny anorexic ponies. <laughs> and they look terrible. They look like freaking alien ponies. And, you know, then, then there's, the, there's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? Mm -hmm. And we grew up with those and those were fun. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we had the movies and the, the movie characters kind of looked like the guys on the the cartoon version, and then we get this new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, mm -hmm. where they are also Japanimationed, mm -hmm. and they've got all the sharp angles and stuff to them. I'm like, mm -hmm. what the fuck? That is not... It's better than the the second incarnation that was on CBS during the 2000s. That was real bad. Yeah, that so one they, was they, bad, too. They've improved, at least. And I actually... The My Little Ponies, even though you might not like it, they've gotten probably the best response out of any of the remakes that have been done, because people love that shit. They are... the I, I want you to finish. Go ahead. Continue. You were going to speak about He-Man. And He-Man, yes. When they redid the He-Man. When did they redo the He-Man? Um, in the early 2000s, they redid He-Man. And they gave them little tiny waists and, like, huge upper bodies. So, like, if a real person was built like that, they would just fall fucking over. It's like, boom! Yeah, fall over. Okay. They, they don't even look like real people anymore. And it made me mad. It was like, these are just terribly drawn characters. They don't look anything like the original. And I, I kind of respected that the original He-Man were drawn like real people. Not like, I've got a 12-inch waist and a 55-inch chest. That's just weird. Nobody looks like that. Okay, I'm going to retort. I'm with Sam on the My Little Ponies. The My Little Ponies are more popular now than they've ever been in their entire existence. Ah, this is bullshit. Now, secondly, the Teenage I... Mutant Ninja Turtles, they look like Japanimation. They're huge in Japan. Massive. They never went out of style in Japan. There's mangas out the ear of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Jap Japanese comic books, basically. For for you, Jackie. <laughs> also... Like, tons. And then your He-Man point? They look freaky with tiny waist. Look at the He-Man toy! Like, his chest isn't 55, it's like 70. And his waist is like 4. It's ridiculous. They were always unproportioned. I didn't think so. And they're like 4 feet tall. They're like 4 feet tall and weigh 500 pounds of all muscle. That's what a normal human being would look like. Oh, okay. If then, he was he Fair enough. I guess so, I can't argue with that. There's a good chance that uh, Studio in Japan is actually doing the art and the animation for the Ninja Turtles as well, because that's happening at an increasing rate because of how much more capable they are over there and how much better their uh, animation looks. Their techniques have just sort of far surpassed ours. and uh, Which we will definitely see in the forthcoming movie, He-Man and She-Ra. The, the quality of animation. <laughs> yeah. Um, Marvel and DC have both signed contracts with companies in Japan to start doing the animation, and they're going to just do the voice work over here. Mm -hmm. yeah. And some of the Marvel stuff, the new Marvel X-Men, uh, Astonishing X-Men that was done by Madhouse was really good. The Avengers Assemble is also very popular and is also done by, I believe, Madhouse. 
Is it? Yeah. I didn't. I watched. I don't care. That. I don't it care wasn't... about any of this. They ruined my my childhood characters by making them all weird and disproportionate and tall ponies. I'm not tall saying, ponies are not right. I am not saying you're wrong. Because you're a pony. You're supposed to be short. I was massively into the Transformers. Hugely into the Transformers. And when I first saw the very first trailer for Michael Bay's Transformers, I was pissed because they look stupid. They look dumb. They don't look like you. They're completely unrecognizable from one to the other. Completely. Like, you can't tell. You you can spot Bumblebee, but that's about it. Like, all these other guys, how are you supposed to sell toys when you can't even determine what characters are fucking on screen, you bubble? Well, they don't even really transform so much anymore as they tip over and you put something on top of them or yeah. some crap like that. Wait, what was wrong with just being square and bright colored? That looks cool. To be actual Transformers that transform yeah. into things. Yeah, that, that are... Creative the, toy design. You can you can spot pieces of the vehicle that they turn into, or the object, yeah. in, in their bodies. It makes sense. Not just all this fucking sharp metal and, and cords all over the place. I fucking hate those movies. Not because, not only because they ruin Transformers, in my opinion, but they're awful, terrible films. Um, unviewable. I, I gave opinion. up after the second one. I think they're just... Despicable. I think that I'm going to do it, though, like, when they finally come out with six on DVD or if it's all on Netflix, I'm just going to run it as fast as I can. All of six of the Transformers. Now, what about G.I. Joe? Did they ruin G.I. Joe's? I, I mean, the movies are terrible, but are, I thought I don't that they know. tried to go back. I haven't been to the toy store in a while, but I had heard that they were going to try to go back to where they were, sort of lower price point, smaller uh Characters and very uh, bendable and all that, like because the GI Joes, you could kind of do all the, anything with their limbs, right? And during the early two thousands, awesome. they tried to reboot GI Joe and they made them about as big as the Ninja Turtles, and they were really dumb. And yeah, with no joints. Not yeah, the they didn't have any joints. joints. Yeah, no kung fu grip. They probably had something equivalent to it, so they could hold the weapons, but it wasn't technically kung fu grip. That was the thing I really liked about G.I. Joe's, is that you, their weapons were completely interchangeable. Somebody else could pick up somebody else's gun if they dropped it while you were playing. Like, oh, that guy's dead. I'm out of ammo. I'll just pick up his gun. A lot of toys now that they make aren't like that. Like, the weapon is built for that one person's hand, and it only attaches to that one yeah. person's hand. And so it's like, well, now I can't do anything with that. Um, and they were just super posable. You do anything with G.I. Joe. And Transformers Joe's, as well. Yeah. Uh, how long do you think it's going to be before we see a He-Man and the Masters of the Universe reboot? Live-action reboot. Oh, it's happening. You think? No, I just read... Like, live-action? Like, with people? Yeah. Uh, signed a director. Ooh, so, like... as early as 2016, probably 2017. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for that. They, they already had a script. It's being rewritten by the current director. You got, any, uh, you got any character details? No. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I'd like to see what they if they butt out or because how do you even do that? Like like GI Joe and Transformers, I can I can understand them selling that, but He Man, like there's going to be lots of sword play and uh, uh, the swords are also going to shoot lasers. I hope not. And there's going to be everybody's going to be really furry, and uh, uh, there's only going to be one of each guy. Well, let's say that you made a real good, and I'll get to this in my boring bullshit later, but. Uh... If you make the best version that you could make of a He-Man in a live-action film, what you've really done is just made the most faithful adaptation of Conan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Except, well, if you do it really faithfully, He-Man, he would be super gay. Which Conan <laughs> was quite heterosexual. <laughs> Nothing wrong with being gay, but you know. 
Adam preferred the company of gentlemen. <laughs> that's his. That's his decision. I don't believe you, kitty cats. I'm looking forward to watching this film. It's not a film. I should. We should disclaim that we are cheating on this episode. It's. It was. Um. It's a full length feature. It's it a full not. length feature. I thought yes, you said it, it was 44 minutes. Yeah, it's like 44 minutes. They they released it as a feature. Yeah. And they called it a television film. Hmm. All right. Well, then I guess we're not cheating. We yeah. Won't, we won't cheat until we do the Star Wars holiday special. Which is not a television film. No. And I'm not even sure what it is. <laughs> I think it's a future YouTube clip is what that is. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, Jackie's rant. I'm with you. I'm with you, by the way. I, Thank you. I completely agree. I just think that there's some more factors other than them being concerned about ruining your childhood. Did ruin my childhood. But I do think a lot of new characters look butt as hell. Except for the My Little Ponies. I thought those always looked butt. But I think the new characters you can buy in the store, too, look like uh, cheap pieces of shit compared to the one I have. Are they just stuffed animals? Yeah, but they're just terribly made. Everything's terribly made now. Oh, anyway. Yeah. yeah. I also didn't like it when they changed, uh, when Disney gave up. When they caved and, like, Hercules being the first film they made after they caved on the uh, properly anatomic designs. Yeah. Like, they started making them sort of... Not realistic because of the unbridled sex appeal that was in the female characters up to that point. Mm -hmm. Belle being the last one, Beauty and the Beast. She's she's too hot. She's too hot. (laughs) She's too hot. (laughs) She's fine by me. I mean, that's like, whoa, so dad can't go to the theater anymore? (laughs) What the shit, Disney? (laughs) Look at a stacked cartoon. (laughs) Singing songs to you and capturing your heart. They could have been spending time with the family now because of it, and he's going to go and get, like, some, like, gallery magazine. Something's just terrible. <laughs> really raunchy Really shit. raunchy stuff. And then smoke cigars in the bathroom with the fan on with these dirty <laughs> porno magazines. While the rest of the family is in trying to enjoy a film that has strangely drawn characters. But has since, you know, transitioned completely into 3D, which at some point Disney's going to make a 3D movie... Where the boobs are just way too big. <laughs> and it's going to happen again. <laughs> Starting all over again. Putting Dad back in the bathroom with the cigars in the in the uh, Wii magazine. Or Swank. Swank is another fine title. I don't think they make any of those porno magazines, like, post-1990, but... Over 65. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> okay, well, what do you got for your boring bullshit there, Sam? Bullshit. The He-Man and Shira Christmas special is, uh, did you mention that this is available for people to view on YouTube? Oh, I did not. Yeah, so watch it on YouTube. We're going to watch it on DVD. Yeah. Because I own it. Mm-hmm. So there was two seasons of He-Man from 1983 to 1985 is when it aired, but they actually quit actually producing it in 84. 130 episodes. Ooh, that's quite a few. That fast. They did 65 in the original bulk as part of the let's sell these toys thing. Now, however, the toy line was launched the previous year in 1982. Okay. The producer of the He-Man series, Lou Scheimer, is one of the three founders of Filmation. Uh, Norm Prescott and Hal Sutherland being the other two founders, you will have seen umpteen million different Funimation productions before they finally get bought by uh, part of the CBS acquisition with Westinghouse. And then they just, Westinghouse didn't care about Funimation or Filmation at all. They just sold all their crap off. Okay. Um, they, you would also remember like 
all the DC stuff in the 60s was filmation. Mm-hmm. Um, Talking Super Friends. Yeah. I don't think they did Super Friends, but they did a lot of them. Uh, they did also the Star Trek cartoon. Animated series. Yeah. Which is atrociously bad. The Ghostbusters animated. The real Ghostbusters. Oh, I loved the real Ghostbusters. No, they did that. They did the Flash Gordon animated series and also uh, Marshall Bravestar. Ah. Uh, Shira, Princess of Power, was also... Shira. Shira. Not Shira. Shira. Shira LaBeouf. Shira! Okay, I mean, I... Okay. <laughs> I get it. You lecturing people it's... about messing up words? Yeah. Loinclothes? Loinclothes. <laughs> Shira doesn't wear loinclothes. She has a full dress. Well, anyway, Shira, Princess of Power, was also two seasons, but they only did 93 episodes. And the director, Gwen Wessler is notable for being the first woman to direct a major television animation. Mm, okay. Uh, this, Fuck yeah, man. There was a crossover event called The Secret of the Sword. I've got that on DVD, too. Yeah, that's when... That was like the television movie pilot for Shira, And that's also sort of the end of He-Man as well. He-Man's this death is actually knell. sort of the end of He-Man. He-Man's death knell, you're saying, was a poorly drawn lady with big boobs? No, they just had already decided to quit on it, and now they're moving into this to see what else they can, what other toys they can possibly sell with this. And they the sold Christmas me a lot. <laughs> special is probably the last time that He-Man was animated. Hmm, okay. Like, they're, I believe the show probably aired after this Christmas special He-Man may have aired, but... They had quit producing He-Man by that point. They still made the toys. In uh, 1976, Mattel says no thanks to the people that want to sell them the rights to make the Star Wars toys. Mm. Ouch. Mm-mm. 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 So, a long journey... To He-Man is that that's the point where the journey starts. They say, "No, we don't want to make Star Wars toys. That's ridiculous." Yeah, that movie's going to be stupid. And then they're like, "Oh God, we need an action figure," and it takes up till 1982. What did they have before then? Just uh, they Barbie? tried a bunch of stuff. They, they had they, they had Barbie. They had Barbie, yeah, right. but they failed umpteen times over until He-Man. Mm, okay. After the Star Wars toy craze was had taken over. Roger Sweet is one of three people who claims to have come up with the idea for He-Man, but he's credited with coming up with the idea for He-Man. And they were in negotiation to do the Conan toys when they were coming up with He-Man. There's a lawsuit that came of it because he sure is a lot like Conan. Yeah, he's very similar to Conan. Very similar to Conan. Very buff. Terrible hair, big sword. Yeah, eventually they won the lawsuit, probably more just because of the swing of their power Mm -hmm. versus Dino doesn't care. Right. And Conan outperformed, the film outperformed what it was supposed to, so like, he's playing with house money at that point. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, you guys want to, okay, whatever, just do whatever. I'm going to go make two more of these films. I'm going to go make. I don't make toys. Yeah, exactly. Just do, I don't care, go away. Uh (laughs) <laughs> now, it's so similar to Conan that they hired people from the Marvel run of Conan to do the backstory and the character designs. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, Donald Glutt being the writer and uh, Earl Norum did the artwork. They originally had him so much like Conan 
He was swarthy. He had dark hair. He was the comic book Conan. Mm-hmm. They then lightened his skin a little bit, but he was still pretty good tan, and then made him blonde. Not Conan anymore. With helmet hair. Yeah. Ape his hair would have been the same, because they never changed the molds. Mm. Did you? They made the mold once. Really? Yeah. Okay. And speaking of the molds, the original molds for six of the characters are still being used today in Argentina. Hmm. For what? It's called Fuerza T, which Fuerza means strong in Spanish. Strong hmm. T. Hmm. I think that's his name. It's basically Argentinian man. Okay. Um, the what I was telling you earlier, you'd be surprised as to who wrote some of the episodes of He-Man. Please. J. Michael Straczynski. Whoa! Hello! hey Yeah. From such uh, TV shows as... Uh, Babylon 5. Babylon 5. And also the head writer on Thor, I believe. Did he write The Thor very first, first Thor. Writer? Well, I mean, the, uh, the Chris Hemsworth Thor. He wrote, I think he wrote the first one. Okay. He, and he, I think he was uh, well, he wrote uh, some of the consultant on Captain America First Avenger. And some of the best Marvel series have been written by him. He's, yeah. He's, he's sold a lot of comic he's, books. He's a big deal. Yeah. That's interesting. I did not know that. It was one of his first uh, first gigs, too. So yeah. I'm sure. Right for He-Man. I, I don't think you... Uh, I don't... Th- <laughs> if you have anything under your belt, you don't go into He-Man. <laughs> well, if they're peeling guys from Marvel to... You know, spruce this up so that they can sell as many toys as they want, which I think you said that in 1980. Yeah, but they probably didn't pay much, is the thing. Yeah, probably not. But in, what did you say, 1984, they sold 400 million? No, 1986, they sold 400 million. million. And then in 1987, they sold 7 million. Which is, they quit doing the series, and they quit airing it on CBS in the mornings in 85. You so. also will know what else was in 1987. E.T.? Masters of the Universe. The movie. With Dolph Lundgren. Yes. Oh, yeah. That probably didn't help. It didn't help. Which you can listen to our movie review of Masters of our, the Universe. Our, our very first. Very first movie. Uh, Which was also a Jackie pick. Yes, it was. Jackie really likes the E-Man. I do. Yeah. Actually, I think that was me pick. You, your first movie was Bending the Rules. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mine was... Well, I love He-Man. Invasion USA. Invasion USA. Well, there you go. That's, uh, that's interesting stuff. I look forward to this. Uh, for our improv, we are going to do something a little different. Uh, this is the, I don't know what to call this, the cart- 80s cartoon news network, I guess. The evening the news. The toy-driven 80s cartoon news network. Evening news. I'll go ahead and lead in. Anybody want to give me some theme music? Welcome to the news. I am your host, Optimus Prime. Tonight, we have late-breaking news of the flood at Castle Grayskull. We go live to Wishbear with the latest. Wishbear? Hi, everyone. I just want to give you a big Care Bear stare. That's right. Love your neighbor. So, with me, I have our guest speaker. Uh, guest speaker. Uh, well, he's not really guest speaker, but he's staying here at Grayskull as a guest. Um, this is Cobra Commander. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, Cobra Commander. Ah, uh, you're welcome, I guess. So, the flood here at Grayskull has gotten pretty bad, and I heard... 
that it might have something to do, not necessarily with the moat that's behind it, but with a certain bathroom number two that might have clogged the system and then backed up into the toilets. I, I am not sure where the flood came from. I only know that I generally wear calf-high military boots, but the this Christmas, uh, Destro had purchased some Birkenstocks for me, and he made a big deal about it, and now I'm walking around in, in six inches of water wearing Birkenstocks. I don't like it. All right, well, back to you, Optimus Prime. In other news, the GoBots have been accused of tax evasion and lying on their income taxes. But it doesn't matter, because nobody bought it. Ha 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 ha. We now go to the weather with Chitara. Hello, Optimus Prime. The rain should stop soon, but then it's going to get very cold. Oh, no! Colder than the stairs I get from Lionel in the morning. <laughs> Thank you, Chitara. And now, sports with Cotton Candy. Hi, everyone. I'm Cotton Candy. You might know me best from My Little Ponies. I'm here with the um, Centurions and the Masks. Uh, they're having a little fun game of... Sports basketball. Did I mention I got this job because I know somebody? <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Wait. Wait. Somebody is getting ready to splash, splash the coach. There is a victory for the mess. And I believe their coach is... Oh my lord, it's Gizmo. Don't do it. They've gotten him wet. He is now popping gremlins out of his asshole. Oh my god. I gotta run. I gotta run out of here. Back to you, Transformers. Thank you for listening and watching, and just to remind you, San Diego, go fuck yourself, and also, get to the chopper.